Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we take a look at this week's movement in the wheat and canola markets. Wheat is trading mostly sideways, but canola is up about $7 a tonne. Tomorrow is Canada Food Day, and we chat with the province's Minister of Agriculture about the latest crop conditions and Canada Food Day. Real Agriculture talks to market analyst Neil Townsend about world grain markets. CN Rail reveals grain shipping records and a plan to improve exports by buying another 1,500 hopper cars. We have an update on haying across Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Hey. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. Grain markets were somewhat mixed this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina, Adam Pacallo, says canola prices continued an upward trend, but spring wheat on the Minneapolis exchange saw limited movement. Well, Jim, starting off with canola, canola has still been actually in a nice upward trend, uh, increasing about $7 a ton here this week, going from about $485 a ton to about the current level, about 492. So largely due to the soy markets on the U.S. side still moving higher, in particular on soybean oil, it uh, has actually now back to levels back in uh, where it was in March. So that's a positive factor. And on the wheat front, Minneapolis wheat still can't seem to to get much going. Uh, this week on we are over... About $5.11 here a bushel. The contract low is closer to around $5.06. So that's where we are closer to the lows on that. And Chicago wheat has actually been more on the positive side here with this month uh, actually increasing over 30 cents a bushel. But Minneapolis wheat still really hasn't been able to uh, to follow too much. Why is the wheat uh, stable, say, in Minneapolis, but Chicago wheat showing really good signs of improvement? Well, Jim, it comes down to a few things. The first is actually on the U.S. dollar side. So the U.S. dollar has actually fell to the lowest level since June of 2018. So um, continued weakness in the U.S. dollar has actually added to the positive tone on the U.S. side that they're thinking that uh, it will actually make 
U.S. wheat a lot more competitive when it comes to just the overall markets. And that's kind of the similar kind of story when it comes to some of these other grains. Now, on the Minneapolis side, again, I believe one thing is the technical side of the market, which often people focus more on the fundamentals. Uh, when it comes to the technical trading side, Minneapolis wheat, again, is in that downward trend. So oftentimes, funds will purely look at technicals rather than fundamentals. So I think that's one thing that's also happening on the Minneapolis side is kind of the shorts are starting to to grow even more. So weather and harvest pressure not having much of an impact? It seems right now that overall the weather outlook in the U.S. appears to be quite favorable for crop development uh, on particularly the wheat side now that the weekend is kind of subsided. And the traders are looking for kind of steady to improved crop ratings. So if that starts to keep improving, again, that's kind of more downside potential. When it comes to the canola side, there's really three main reasons why canola has been kind of jumping up here and really bucking its seasonal trend. The first is the canola crush remains strong. Funds are exiting their short positions. And again, this rally in soybean oil. So it's it's seeming that the strength could kind of continue here on a technical side of things. However, I, I talk to clients and really want to ensure those profitable prices for after harvest. And I think, you know, we are getting to some good levels to, to consider selling at some at least. So the outlook for next week, the new crop year starts and beyond. Well, next week, I'm going to be looking for canola to possibly reach its resistance or its ceiling around $499 a ton on the November contract. That's kind of the next level that it's seeming like it could get up to. And in that 495 or higher level, I'm going to start to hedge some more new crop for clients. On the wheat front, it's, again, a little bit different of a story that the trend remains down and I'm going to be talking to clients just about what prices they are seeing in their local area and it might be worthwhile to be to holding it in the bin through harvest if they can uh, manage it cash flow wise. Adam Piccolo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial in Regina. Um. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by Salford Group. The summer early order program is extended through July. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says crops in Saskatchewan are in pretty good shape. Harvesting will begin in several weeks, and Merritt is hoping for good combining weather. Well, for the most part, Jim, I think the crops are looking pretty good, and the, the folks that I've talked to around the province, and I've traveled, you know, a good chunk of it from, you know, Regina, Saskatoon, and also home, and then uh, across the southwest, and I'm over, you know, in the Swift Current area today as we speak, at, and the crops look actually pretty good, and from what I'm hearing, uh, they are looking, you know, really, you know, good, and uh, the heat is welcome for, obviously, for some of the pulse guys, because uh, the pulses were getting a little wet, and uh, the, the heat this year helps them, and they, they like the stress, and the northwest, we know, has had an abundant amount of rain, so the warm weather is obviously uh, very receptive for those folks to dry things out and hopefully bring their crops along. What type of production are you expecting this year? You know, I don't know, Jim. I mean, you know, we had, you know, over 37 million metric tons, uh, you know, last year again, and uh, it seems to be the new normal. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the seed product is getting better. The farmers are doing an awesome job of putting it in the ground, and 
and uh, with agronomics and everything around it that uh, and obviously mother nature plays a big part in it and we all know that and uh, to get the timely rains that we saw this spring for you know for most of the province I I know there's pockets that are dry and uh, and have had uh, different situations but for the most part I'm 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 hoping we uh, you know we top that record again Jim Let's hope the taps don't happen, open up like they did last harvest. Boy, the, well, they just didn't want to quit raining. That's right, and that's you know, and that's what we got to hope for is Mother Nature uh, cooperates with us, and uh, we know she can and can give us a, if we get a nice harvest and a nice fall. Uh, you know, the crop comes off and the quality is good, and and then obviously then we start uh, moving the product to market, and it's obviously it's a lot easier to sell when you got the top, uh, you know, two or three grades of, uh, of quality anyway. So. Hopefully that all works out for us, and we'll pray that Mother Nature cooperates with us this year. And the crop year ends on Friday, and uh, August 1st is Saturday, which the federal government, I understand, is called Canada Food Day. Uh, I guess that's a, what, a time to celebrate farming and, and food? Well, really what it is, Jim, it's, it's, it's got a little history to it, and it really started in about 2003 when BSE and it was really a support of the, the beef industry and the livestock sector here in, in the country, Canada, and using it. And it's just grown from that. And now the day is really about promoting food in Canada and that asking everybody to whatever they uh, eat or make that day or go out to a restaurant that it's uh, Canadian products that they're, uh, that they're enjoying. And, I mean, we grow the best in the world, so why not, why not enjoy it? And that's really what the, the day is about. It's really promoting agriculture, obviously, and the safe, high-quality food that we grow here in this country, and that that we just get people uh, encouraged to consume the food that we grow here. Is it fair to say you're encouraging consumers of of all types to go out and enjoy Saskatchewan-grown food? Well, that's exactly right. That's what it's really about is, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's great uh, Saskatchewan product growing here in the province and produced and made here in the value-added side that I would encourage everybody to, you know, shop locally and, support the you know the the farmers markets and things like that and and the grocery stores are carrying a lot of Saskatchewan and Canadian product now and I just encourage everybody to enjoy it and and uh, I mean as I said it's safe high quality food and why shouldn't we be uh, consuming it and enjoying it David Merritt farms near Fife Lake and is the Minister of Agriculture in Saskatchewan Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by Neil Townsend of FarmLink Marketing Solutions based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Neil, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Sean? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Neil, the last two weeks, FarmLink and its advisors have been out on a crop tour scouting the fields across Western Canada. What are you seeing right now for the crop conditions in Saskatchewan? Well, um, starting in uh, Saskatchewan, I'd say, you know, again, like if you flow through, um, you know, the southern parts of Saskatchewan, I mean, southeastern Saskatchewan needed some rain and they got some timely rain. So the crop is looking good there, but maybe the impact of that rain will be, you know, you'll notice it a bit more as you progress. Uh, Southwest Saskatchewan, I mean, uh, looks really good. Interesting to note in Southwest Saskatchewan, like our crop observations are that, you know, it's really three crops that are there, Durham, 
canola and uh, lentils. Uh, lentils across the prairies have a similar concern, and that concern is that they maybe haven't faced enough adversity in terms of a high heat to stop them from flowering and to develop the pods. So, you know, I, I think there's a great market opportunities for lentils coming or red lentils in particular for Canadian farmers. But, you know, it, it's one of those crops that can look pretty good, like big and bushy. But if they don't get that sort of, you know, that tension with the heat where they start to, you know, pod and make the seed, uh, uh, you know, it, it could look better than it yields. So that's one of the, probably the one crop we have the most overall concern about. Uh, and then as you trend north in uh, in Saskatchewan, I mean, things are looking very good with particular um uh, you know, uh, optimism around cereal yields. So, yep. you know, some of your uh, oats and your barley and your um, your wheat in particular look good. Another observation, and this was, you know, based largely on Saskatchewan, is that, uh, you know, barley acres might not be as, as big as are, are currently being reported by um, really? Stat Canada. So we just didn't see as many barley fields as, as we thought we would. You know, I mean, barley's sort of you know, the trend line on barley over the last 10 years has been reduced acres. But uh, this year, we thought, you know, uh, maybe a little bit higher than, than, you know, might be out there. Again, we're looking at a lot of our old customers and I, a lot of our customers. And I got to say, like, we've been, at least on the malting barley side, we've been pretty, uh, you know, neutral to negative on sort of the, the economics behind uh, uh, mal malting barley. But uh uh, oats, lots of oats, uh, oats acres, and uh, oats have a lot of potential. Now, on oats and canola, as you go north in Saskatchewan, uh, the one thing that's sort of apparent, uh, you know, again, talking about everybody, is that they're maybe uh, two weeks behind, and they'll need uh, a little bit longer at the end of the year to really get to their full potential. But, I mean, the yield potential is, is very high for oats, but behind a little bit. We have concern about the lentil crop being below average. Would that be correct? Um, it just, I think it's a, it's a watch point rather than maybe a concern at this point, okay. because there is time. It just needs to get some heat units in, in our opinion and the crop scouts opinions to kind of stop with the flowering and concentrate on doing what it needs to do. And that's to fill out the pods. Are there any other crops that are sort of in that category we need to watch them closely we're concerned or possibly no hey, not we're gonna really okay not really uh you know the other like for example the other pulses that we've looked at we've seen a few faba bean fields a few chickpea fields and uh seen some peas generally saying and again this is just you know talking about all of it like would there be one field that might have that concern maybe but yeah. on in general no yeah. those fields seem to be good and seem to be that like a really solid crops coming uh, wheat above average? Oh, above average. Yes, definitely. Wheat is, uh, you know, if you just go by the numbers that are flowing in through our door or our computer, I mean, you know, wheat looks like a monster, an absolute monster, right? Canola above average? Canola would be above average, but canola would have more lingering kind of, you know, doubts than wheat. And, and that would just be that, you know, uh, sort of if you're north of Highway 1 and the further north you are, the more sort of people are saying that, you know, it, it it's a little bit behind schedule. It needs a bit more, uh, you know, of that. And then also I'd say like some of the concern points like, you know, uh, Peace River District and sort of northern Alberta and yeah. a small part of Saskatchewan. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Pal. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, partly cloudy, wind northwest 20, the high 28, the low 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 27, the low 12. Sunday, sunny, the high 27, the low 12 degrees. Monday, sunny, the high 27, the low 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy with a high 26, the low 14. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 24, the low 14. Thursday, sunny sky, the high 28. Normal high for this date, 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 525 this morning. It sets at 844 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan in the southeast and Valmarie in the southwest at 27 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 20. Estevan is 27, as I said. Saskatoon, 24. Swift Current, also 24. Weyburn, 26. Yorkton is 23. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 21. Humidity, 55%. The barometer rising, 102.2. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 25 degrees. Winds are from the north-northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. CN Rail set a new record by moving more than 30 million tons of grain across the country during the last crop year, including more than 28 million tons from Western Canada. The railway says it has improved service due to feedback from the agriculture community. CN says it's prepared to move up to 7,600 bulk and processed hopper cars per week outside of winter and up to 6,100 per week during winter in the upcoming crop year. CN has also announced plans to acquire 1,500 new high-capacity grain hopper cars with delivery starting in January 2021. CN says the hopper car order will support economic recovery from the coronavirus and help CN meet the growing needs of grain farmers and customers. Saskatchewan farmers made good haying progress this past week. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says almost half the hay crop has been baled. There's quite a bit of progress completed in haying this past week, mainly due to that kind of reduction in rainfall. Farmers are able to get out into their fields a little bit more. So currently producers have 26% of the hay crop cut and they also have 49% of that hay crop baled or put into silage. When we look at the hay quality of the hay that's coming off, it is currently rated as 7% excellent, 68% good, 20% fair, and 5% poor. How are the hay yields? The hay yields, especially in areas where it was quite dry throughout most of the spring and summer, have been noted that they are below normal for this time of year. So farmers have had poor yields because of what, lack of moisture? 
Yeah, for the most part, it has been lack of moisture. Um, it was quite dry, particularly in the southern regions and into parts of the uh, central regions early into spring and into summer. Some of that more recent rainfall we have received has helped kind of perk up the pasture and hayland conditions, but they are seeing reduced yields due to that kind of lack of moisture earlier in the year. Sarah Tetland is the Provincial Crop Extension Specialist at the Agriculture Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. Now look at the milling, wheat and durum industry across Canada. The Director of Sales and Marketing at CN Rail, David Shidnovic, says the scale in Canada is much smaller than the United States. So the wheat grind in Canada is currently around 3.2 million tons, of which about 2.3 million is Western Canada Red Spring wheat, 225,000 tons is Durham, and another half a million tons is Ontario winter wheat. Now that 3.2 million tons of wheat translates into about 2.45 million tons of flour, making for an extraction rate of about 76% overall, recognizing flour yield differs between wheat and durum as well as between soft and hard wheats. And note that unlike wheat, the product of durum milling is semolina, not flour. Compare the scale of the Canadian milling business to the U.S., which mills about 25 million tons of wheat annually, of which close to 2 million tons is durum wheat. Shidnovic highlights the development of the milling industry in Canada. The first commercial wheat mills in Canada were built in the late 1700s into the early 1800s in Ontario and Quebec, and the milling industry relied on the local market to produce wheat for the mills. By the late 1870s, wheat production began to expand in Manitoba, and milling technology changed to the gradual reduction process that better suited hard red spring wheat varieties such as red fife. Demand for Western Canadian wheat grew in the east, and so too did milling company interests in expanding its flour milling operations into Western Canada as the west opened up for settlement. Between 1891 and the early 1920s, as the milling business embraced the new milling technology, Larger mills were at a distinct advantage to the older, smaller scale, less advanced mills, and the number of wheat mills in Canada declined from 2,250 to 800. Eastern milling companies like Ogilvy Milling, whose origins go back to Montreal in 1801, and Lake of the Woods Milling Company were the first to reach west, building their first mills in Manitoba in the 1880s, as well as building out their own network of grain elevators to source western Canadian wheat giving rise to the term line companies. Ogilvy and Lake of the Woods were followed by Western Canada Flour Mills and Maple Leaf Milling Company, who each built their own prairie line elevator network. Ogilvy bought the interests of Lake of the Woods Milling Company in the 1950s, and ADM subsequently acquired Ogilvy in the 1990s. Shidnovic outlines the current state of the wheat milling industry in Canada. So mill flour production capacity is measured as 100 weight, which is equal to 100 pounds. And across all the wheat mills currently active in Canada, nameplate capacity is around 200,000 hundredweight. There are close to 50 commercial wheat mills in Canada, and three companies account for over 90% of production. ADM Milling, Ardent Mills, and P&H Milling Group. P&H got into the milling business in the 1960s, first acquiring Nectal Milling in Hanover, Ontario, and then Ellison Milling Company in southern Alberta in 1975. Hayhoe Mills was acquired in 2007. And Dover Millings five mills were acquired in 2009, of which the first was built in Cambridge, Ontario in 1807. 
P&H's Hamilton Mill, which opened in 2017 and was the first new mill built in Ontario in 75 years, underwent a $40 million expansion in 2019, effectively doubling its capacity. ADM milling assets are located in Calgary and Medicine Hat, Alberta, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Montreal, Quebec, and Midland, Mississauga, and Port Colborne, Ontario. Now, Midland's unique in that it depends exclusively on landing wheat at the mill by vessel, so it has to fill up prior to freeze up. The total capacity of ADM's mills is roughly 4,000 metric tons of wheat grind per day. Now, Arden Mills, which is a joint venture that combines ConAgra Mills and Cargill's Horizon Milling Assets, has three mills in Canada between Saskatoon, Montreal, and Streetsville, Ontario, with a combined nameplate capacity of almost 40,000 hundredweight. And also of note in BC is Rogers Foods, owned by Japanese company Nishin Flour Milling. And they carried out a $35 million expansion of the Chilliwack Mill in 2017 increasing its nameplate capacity by 80% and bringing combined capacity of its Armstrong and Chilliwack assets to 13,600 hundredweight. For flour distribution, bulk flour is the biggest shipment item with Canada exporting to the U.S. and overseas. Most importers prefer bulk wheat because they have milling capacity and overseas flour sales are not significant. He explains where rail fits in with movement of western wheat to eastern mills. For the mills on the prairies and for many in Ontario, locally grown wheat is milled and a lot of that product is landed at the mill by truck. There are direct rail shipments from western Canada to mills in the east. But remember, for the most part, many of these mills were all built long before cities expanded. So a lot of them are smack dab right in the middle of cities like Montreal, making their footprint limited, which in turn generally means the number of rail car spots is not particularly large, not even up to 25 car blocks. Some mills have more optionality for sourcing hard red spring wheat or durum from the prairies. If you're a mill along the Great Lakes or in Montreal, there's the option to source wheat at Thunder Bay, load it onto a laker and get it to destination, as well as land product by direct rail into those mills. Some facilities with limited car spots may land bigger blocks of wheat at transfer facilities, unload into storage or direct to truck, and then truck wheat to the mill. There's even some milling wheat that moves by intermodal from western Canada to eastern Canada. David Shudnovic is the Director of Sales and Marketing at CN Rail. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola gained $350 at $450.18. Number one red spring wheat fell $0.74 cents at $222.23. The rest were unchanged. Durham $266.39. Feed barley $188.70. Flax $532.85. Lentils 582.50, oats 183.16, yellow peas 239 dollars and two cents, feed wheat 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is down a half cent at 5.11 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartline Livestock here in Moose Child, Just under 250 on offer here at our Tuesday regular sale. The cow and bull market looked fully steady to the last week. These good cows, 90 to 98 on them, real high yielding cows. The medium cows, anywhere from 84 to 91. The good bulls are bringing 118 to 132. We got bulls right up to 136 on the right kind. The light run of yearlings, but that market has gained some strength. Pre-sorted yearlings sale here Tuesday, August 18, 300 top, top end red and black steers listed for that one already. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday. Selling a range of 129 to 156 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head. Selling in a range of 127 to 154 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 17 to 23 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up seven basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3360. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.45 cents U.S. U.S. daily cash reference markets are mixed, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region 48 cents lower and the national base 67 cents higher, while the cutout reference market was down $1.35 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. Today's cutout base reference moved lower relative to the national base due to weakness showing up in the value of the pork cutout. This has been anticipated as plant throughput starts to return to normal and pork scarcity on the meat side subsides. Lean hog futures are trading lower this morning on the heels of a lackluster weekly export sales report. Physical deliveries were down 12% relative to the previous week, but still 55% higher than the five-year average, which has been relatively stable since the middle of May. New commitments were 24% higher than a week ago, but in line with the trend established in early June, and seesawing around the low to high 30,000 metric ton mark week over week, also since early June. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Foam Lake Combine Lotto. Win $225,000 in cash or three hundred grand in combine cash. Ticket info at combinelotto.com. The economy grew by 4.5% in May, powered by a 16.4% increase in retail trade as businesses began to reopen. Stats Canada reports motor vehicle and car sales contributed the most to the retail growth. In a preliminary estimate for June, the agency says the economy continued to pick up steam, growing by 5%. It's estimating economic output contracted by 12% in the second quarter compared to the first quarter. The June and second quarter figures will be finalized late next month. Red onions imported from the U.S. have been linked to a salmonella outbreak in B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Ontario that sickened at least 114 people. The Public Health Agency of Canada says it's working with U.S. authorities to investigate. Food distributor Cisco has recalled 10 and 25-pound bags of Imperial Fresh Jumbo Red Onions in the five provinces. 
North American stock markets fell in late morning trading on the last day of the month, despite continued gains by the materials sector. The TSX Composite Index was down 216 points at 16,082. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 180 points at 26,038. The Canadian dollar traded at 74.52 cents U.S. compared with 74.45 on Thursday. The September crude oil contract was up 13 cents at U.S. $40.05 per barrel. That's the Resorts Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News Report at 3.45 p.m. Tuesday morning, there's another Agri-News Report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... Um. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.